127. Joseph Stanley here with Root at 27, a podcast ministry of Red House Baptist Church. And uh, we have Sean, my Lord, on behind the camera, and he handles our directing and editing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we're glad that you uh, decided to listen today. Uh, as you well know, we're based on Colossians 2.7, where we hope that people will become uh, more rooted in Jesus Christ so that they will build their lives upon Him. And part of that, uh, a lot of, especially this year, I've tried to focus on is to think uh, biblically about various topics that we come across in our daily lives, uh, that we have a biblical worldview in each and every situation. As Christians, we definitely need to apply the Bible to our lives and uh, let it uh, shape our thinking in every part of our lives and not just be, okay, we're Christians and we have the Bible, but we want to actually focus on it and allow it uh, to to shape how we view the world and how we encounter each and every uh, situation in our lives. Because uh, there's a lot of things that we encounter and we're like, well, how are we supposed to think about that? Or uh, as a Christian, how are we supposed to deal with that situation? So as we begin to allow the Bible to shape our mind, then we can view things the way God sees them and it will help us out in our lives. Uh, today, I'll be honest with you, the subject is not exciting. It's not fun. It's not even uh, very uh, happy. Well, for some, it might be happy in the end, uh, but it's not a very exciting subject. Today, I want to talk about a subject that no one really likes to talk about. No one really wants to discuss it, and that is death. And you may be thinking, well, why on earth would you talk about such a morbid uh, and sad uh, subject? Well, I'm not that of a sad person and that I just like talking about death. But I do think, uh, especially in the world we're living in now, death is one of the focal points of our lives right now. Uh, if you've lived here in the past year and through the pandemic and all of those types of things, there's social, di- social distancing, quarantining, the main thing people are trying to avoid is getting sick and dying. Uh, people don't want to die, obviously, but just because we don't want to die uh, doesn't mean that we shouldn't sometimes talk about death and think about it from a biblical uh, perspective. And there are valid reasons why people don't like talking about death, and they're obvious. Uh, Death represents loss, uh, represents sadness and mourning, and uh, represents a separation between a loved one and you. You're losing a person who's been involved in your life, and and could be a father, mother, a child, a grandparent, and, and once that separation takes place, it changes everything about the dynamic of your family and your home and what you're used to and what makes you comfortable. So obviously no one wants death, and, and there's valid reasons why we don't talk about death. If, you, if I go to the cemetery, uh, I see the graves of many family members who have died, and those deaths are hard, and they, and they were hard on, on our family, uh, but death is a reality. And sometimes there's invalid reasons why people don't want to talk about death. Uh, And that is, a lot of times people are superstitious about it. They think if they don't talk about death, it'll never happen to them. And that's not really true. Uh, Just because you don't talk about something doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Everyone will die at some point. Uh, We ought to uh, be real, not allow death to consume us, but allow it to be real and know uh, what the truth is and what the Bible says. Uh, says about it. Because as a Christian, I don't want death. Instinctively, I want to live as long as I possibly can. But I also don't fear death. 
We can despise death. We can not like it. We can hate death. But we should not, as Christians, and if you are a Christian listening here today, we should not deny uh, the fact of death. We know that death, uh, the Bible says, is inescapable. Uh, it's a part of life. And, and Genesis 3.19 tells us, You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground, since you were taken from it, for, from, for you are dust, and you will return to dust. So death is a reality. It's inescapable. Uh, the Bible tells us that the Lord turns men back to dust. Man is mortal. Uh, now God is immortal. Man is not. Uh, from the very moment you are born, you are beginning uh, to die. So death is a reality uh, for all people. And death came into the world as a result of Adam's sin. It tells us in uh, Romans 5, chapter number 12, that uh, therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, that one man being Adam, in this way death spread to all people because all have sinned. So death entered the world through Adam's sin and then all people are sinners. Death came upon all of creation. And death is the payment. It's the wages of sin, the Bible tells us. So we're all sinners, and we're all going to die at some point. Uh, Billy Graham, I was listening to a recent interview he did. It wasn't a recent interview because he's passed away, obviously. But uh, as you know, Larry King died recently. And as uh, an old interview Larry King did with Billy Graham, and Billy Graham had written a book on death and the afterlife. And uh, Larry King was asking him why would he write a book on such a horrible subject. And uh, Billy Graham said this, because death is the one thing that brings all people together. It puts us all on the same level. So we ought to be able to consider uh, it in our lives and be prepared for death and uh, the af afterlife. Uh, death is a, an equalizer. Uh, amongst uh, all people. In Job, it tells a, of a story uh, of a man who's rich and strong and lives a good life and dies a peaceful death. And then you think of another person who lives a horrible life, has a catastrophic death. But either way, both of those people died. No matter if they were strong, no matter if they were weak, no matter if they died a nice, peaceful death or a catastrophic death, uh, they both died. Uh, another person said every one in one person dies. C.S. Lewis says, what does war do to death? It certainly does not make it more frequent. 100% frequent. of us die, and the percentage cannot be increased. So no matter what's going on in the world, the fact remains, we're all going to die at some point. And as I said, the pandemic has brought it more in the um, forefront of our minds death, but we're all going to die at some point. And the main thing that you need to remember is this. What is going to happen when you die? Are you prepared to die? The Bible makes it clear that people die. You can just look at the world around you and know it's a fact. Go to a local cemetery, see that people die. One day you will uh, be amongst that number of people die but what will happen after you die what will be the state of your soul 
Uh, to be honest with you, this kind of got in my thinking recently, and I'll share this story with you, and I won't tell the individual's name for personal reasons, but a while back, uh, I was asked to preach a funeral for an older lady I know who, uh, who was a Christian who had died, and uh, I was, I'm not really acquainted with doing a lot of funerals because I'm new to the ministry, but I was glad to, to be, have the opportunity to participate in that. And the next day, another family who I did not know called me, and they had a need uh, that someone come and preach uh, their, a person in their family's funeral. So I was going to have a funeral to preach on a Friday and then another one on a Saturday, back-to-back. Back. Uh, but the person who died that I did the funeral for on a Friday was not a Christian. They did not know the Lord and Jesus Christ. This person did not know Jesus and her family was mourning, her family was hurt, her family clearly said she had no Christian testimony. Now the person that was on Saturday, she was a Christian, she had a Christian testimony, she wrote it out. The other person did not. And, and as I went to one funeral and then the other funeral, it really made me think of a couple of things. Number one, as I said earlier, that people die. No matter who you are, you're going to die. It made it a reality. Secondly, though, it really made me think of people who die without Jesus Christ, people who die without the Lord in their lives. Because the lady who was a Christian whose funeral I did, you could tell her family was sad and they was mourning, but they was not in despair. They still had the feeling of hope that one day they would see their loved one again. The other person who wasn't a Christian, her family had no hope of seeing her Again, that was the end. And it made me think, how many times does people go through their life never thinking about the day that they'll die, but one day that day is going to come for each of us. And are you prepared to die? Most people say, no, I don't want to die. No, I never ask if you want to die. Are you prepared to die? There's a little phrase in the Bible, prepare to meet thy God. And it's very true in our lives. Are we prepared uh, to meet God? Are we prepared for that day? Are we prepared for that hour in which we pass from this life into the next? I wouldn't even share a subject like this if I didn't think it was important right now in this moment we live in. Uh, you know, recently, uh, past couple weeks, especially, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories out, a lot of crazy stuff, especially on the internet. It's best to stay off of it, honestly. But people wanted to be prepared for something bad was going to happen in the world, something bad was going to happen in the country, and people are saying go out and buy food and get ready because something bad is happening. And everyone listens automatically. Yeah, we need to be prepared. We need to go buy food. We need to get ready for some big uh, disaster that's going to happen. Uh, if it were the news was to say it's going to snow tomorrow, people would go out for whatever reason, buy milk and bread, and a few other things, but that was always the main focus. People would want to be prepared. They would want to be ready for any type of disaster that comes, and they make that the focal point of their lives. However, very few people actually prepare to die. The one thing, the most consequential thing that will ever happen in your life is when you die and you face God on Judgment Day. Either you will do that dead in your trespasses and sins, or you would do that trusting in Jesus Christ 
as your Savior, that He is to pay the price for your sins as you stand before God forgiven, not in your own righteousness, but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That will determine your eternal uh, destiny. So I would pray that people would, uh, even myself, that we make it a focus of our lives that we know that we're prepared for death and that we're preparing others for that day, that we're sharing the gospel with others. You know, honestly, uh, when I uh, preached the funeral for that lady who had died and that didn't, was not a Christian, I thought in my mind, uh, you know, she was from here locally. Was there ever a time that I encountered, I didn't know her, but was there ever a time that I encountered her in Walmart or a grocery store? Did I ever see her before? And when I did, did I have an opportunity to share the gospel with her? You see, we tell people about all the different things going on in the world and how to be prepared. Are we preparing people that are around us for the, their, for the afterlife, for death? Are we making sure that people really know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior? Are we making sure that people know that their sins can be forgiven, they can experience new life, and that they are going to die one day and they are going to face God? Are we really helping people face that reality? And now you may think today, well, uh, all people go to heaven or there's not really a hell. Yeah, that's just, you know, imagination. That's just uh, something made up. But uh, you would, if you say you don't believe there's a hell and that people go there, you'd be denying the words of Jesus. Because Jesus believed that there was and there is a place called hell where people go. Uh, there's a story in the Bible in Luke 16. And uh, some people say it's a parable. I tend to believe it's, it's an actual story because there's a person named in it by name, and typically parables don't name individuals. And it says there in uh, Luke 16, 19, that there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen, feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate. He longed to be filled with, with what fell from the rich man's table. So there's a rich man who has everything a person could want. He's rich. He has nice clothes. He has nice food. He has feasts and festivals all of the time. And there's another man, Lazarus. And Lazarus is poor. Lazarus lays at the gate, which would probably indicate he's crippled. He has sores covering his body. And he, he desires just to eat crumbs from the rich man's table, just like a dog. And one day the poor man died. But this poor man who people thought was worthless in this life, who was a, you know, what is the point of his life? He's just a poor man laying by the gate, crippled, a beggar. One day he died and he was carried away by angels to Abraham's side. He was carried away by angels into heaven. This man who was people thought was on this earth was worthless. And the Bible says that the rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, and that word Hades also represents hell, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. So uh, two men, the story tells us, who died. As I said earlier, people die. It's a reality. 
Lazarus, when people he died, no one cared. Sure, he didn't have a grand funeral. Sure, he no one really, you know, the poor cripple died. Big deal. The rich man who isn't named, he dies. Probably had a nice funeral. People celebrated him. People loved him. But but when he died, he looked up and he was in torment in a place called hell. Now, I don't believe that the the rich man died and went to hell because he was rich, and I don't believe that Lazarus died and went to heaven because he was poor. What mattered was the state of their souls. What mattered what they believed. What mattered was if their sins were forgiven. Jesus told this story. I believe this is a fact. I think this is true. I think this could be true for you as well uh, here in this life. No matter who you are, uh, how great a person thinks they are, no matter if they're rich or poor, healthy or uh, sick, no matter what's going on in their life, if people esteem them to be the greatest among men or the least, Two facts remains. One day you're going to die, and then you're going to spend an eternity somewhere. You're going to spend an eternity somewhere. It will either be in the presence of God Almighty, dwelling in perfection, experience the beauty of God's holiness in a place we call heaven, the Bible calls heaven. And that will be if you are a Christian, if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And your sins are forgiven and God has imputed his righteousness to you. And he's took your sins upon himself. Or, you'll be like this rich man. If you die in your sins, if you die without Jesus Christ, you will dwell in a place called hell. A place of eternal torment, absent from the presence of God. You will be there for eternity. Now, there are some uh, who believe, like the Seventh-day Adventist, and annihilation, that the people just, when they die, if they don't go to heaven, they just disappear, and they don't go any place called hell. But that is a uh, heretical teaching, and it it goes against what the Bible says. I don't like the thought of hell. I don't like the thought that people die and go there. A Christian should never get over the fact that people die and go to hell. It shouldn't bother them. It should disturb them. And it should stir them up to want to prepare other people to prepare for their day of death. Because for those who are alive, there is hope. You can prepare for the day of death And it starts with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It starts with the most consequential death of all of history, and that is the death of Jesus the Messiah, the perfect Son of God, the sacrificial Lamb, who was slain for the sins of the world. As I said earlier, death came as a result of Adam and his sin. Life came because of the death of Jesus Christ, because he paid the penalty for our sins, that we can receive life. And he didn't stay dead. He rose again on the third day, which is a picture of what will happen to those who are Christians one day at the resurrection, the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So those who are alive can prepare 
to meet God today. And you can share that same truth with others around you. You may say, I'm prepared to die. I'm a Christian. I don't fear death. And for the Christian, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15 that the sting of death is gone. Because we can, we can face death uh, courageously. We don't have to want it, but we don't have to fear it. We can face it because the sting of death is gone. The penalty of sin is gone. And we know when we die, we'll be going to heaven to spend with our God and our Savior. Those who are without Christ need to know, need to know the reality of death. They need to know that there was a way for them to be saved. And we ought to be concerned, Christians should be concerned about telling others of this truth, that they are prepared to die. They are prepared to meet God. And they, they, they know without a shadow of a doubt where they are going when they die, that their sins are forgiven. I think it's of the utmost importance. And, and another thought I have uh, on the subject of death, and I'll be almost uh, finished, is this. I remember a few years ago uh, reading a story in, the news, in a, a, a news article of a man who died, and uh, he didn't live a good life at all. His family didn't like him. His son didn't like him. And uh, in the uh, eulogy that was written for him, they basically told the truth about this man. They told him how horrible of a husband, a father, of a man he was. And they said that the world was better off without him. And most people say, well, I don't care what people say about me when I die. I dare say that you do. And if you're a Christian, you should care that you have a Christian testimony and that you're Words that you say represent uh, also go into your actions. So think about this. You're going to die one day. Where are you going when you die? And last thought is, what will people say about you when you die? I'm not saying, oh, people want to say great and wonderful things, but, but you also want to know that you have a Christian testimony. And you have one that even if you're dead and your trespasses and sins now, you can be saved, you can turn your life around, and someone can say, yes, that person was a sinner, the worst of the worst, but God gloriously saved him and changed him. And I hope that today, uh, today's thoughts wasn't uh, too sad for you because uh, death is not a thing we like talking about. Uh, but it's something that's been on my mind it's something that we should deal with in a real way. Oftentimes we don't talk about these type of things until we get to a funeral. But today I want to talk about these things while you are alive, while you're still here. These are the things people need to hear and that you need to be sharing uh, with others who are around you. So we do thank you uh, for listening today. And if you ever have any questions or comments about even today's uh episode you can go to our facebook page and uh, comment there or send us a message uh, you can also go to our website if you want to learn a bit more about our church here at red house at redhousebc.com uh, you can also subscribe to our apple podcast app as well at rooted 27 uh, we do thank you for listening today thanks again for watching you can connect with us via our website at redhousebc.com or connect with us on social media by searching for Rooted27, or you can also subscribe by searching 
dhousemediarhbc on YouTube. Subscribe now. Thank you.